Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Known to Ramble. Josh Cuminato and Gadi Elkon here with my very, very good friend Chris Cullen here to talk about our favorite video games. We go through the consoles that started off our obsessions, the first games that we really fell in love with, and we end the pod with a five to one breakdown of our favorite games of all time. As always, thank you to our listeners for stopping by and listening here on Known to Ramble. And we are back here on another episode of Known to Ramble, and I am joined as always by my co-host. Co-host. I guess he is a host. Hey, host. Hey, host. <laughs> my co-host, Gadi Elkan. Hey, host. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, today we are joined by my g- best friend for the longest time, uh, Chris Cullen. Hey, everybody! Thanks for having me. And we- he's here to talk about something that I know is d- near and dear to my heart, and that is. Vigia games. Vigia games. I do love the Vigia games. The Vigia games. So I thought a, a great way to kind of get this episode started was just to kind of see where everybody is currently in their video game, uh, you know, path and journey. Because we, we, I mean, we've been through a ton of consoles and games in our lifetimes that we're going to get into today. Um, but first off, I want to see like what console are you currently playing, uh, and what games are you really kind of gravitating towards right now? Let's, uh, Chris, why don't you start? All right, so currently I'm uh, alternating between two consoles, the PlayStation 4 and the Nintendo Switch. Um, I'm a little late to the party on this franchise, but I'm playing The Last of Us. I just beat the first one, starting the second one, probably even tonight, and I've really been enjoying it. Great story. Uh, You know, I'm I'm sure we'll bring up this game again in this podcast later um, because it was highly recommended by everyone around me. I'm loving that one, and I'm also playing Kirby on the Switch, which is just a boatload of fun. Nice. Nice. What what about you, Gotti? I can definitely envision you playing, or me envisioning you playing Kirby. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have transitioned to, like, old man category. I've gone mobile and PC mainly, (laughs) so old school and even older school. Okay. Um, But I do a lot of strategy games uh, on, on the mobile. Sweet. Um, as well as that's where I play most of my FIFA or soccer games. I have like three different soccer seasons going on and three different soccer apps, if you will. See, that's the one that you got me on was FIFA. Like I think two years ago, you got me rolling on the FIFA. So I, I still play way too much FIFA. I'm on FIFA 22 because until Black Friday hits, I'm not paying the full price for that 23. Um, I'm How on, much is that going for? It's like sixty or seventy bucks right yeah, now. Sixty nine ninety nine. But usually nice. on Black Friday, it'll <laughs> it'll <laughs> it'll drop down to like uh, I can usually get it for like thirty five bucks or something. So that's fine. That's a good story. Um, I'm also as you as as Chris mentioned whenever he got here earlier, I do have a little like mini racing rig, and so uh, me and the wifey we've been playing uh, Formula One. 22 like the formula one racing game and we've also been playing some gran turismo 7 so uh that's been really really fun and then also i i recently got the ps5 within the last like six or seven months and so i've been playing um i'd already played miles morales spider-man miles morales on ps4 but playing it in the updated graphics and everything is pretty slick so that's that's kind of what i've been rocking and uh what's your favorite suit my favorite Ooh, Spider-Man question. suit. Which which one? Spider-Man or Miles Morales? Let's go Miles. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I'd have to. I mean, the classic one is obviously beautiful. There's all. There's this really fun one at the beginning that's kind of like his early uh, costume, and it's supposed to kind of be like the one he had in the movie. But they they got the Adidas license versus the Jordan license, so he's like rocking the Spider-Man suit, but he's rocking some uh, some red and black adidas and it looks pretty sick we need to put him in some luca ones yeah that'd be so sweet (laughs) spider-man edition (laughs) um so really realistically though what kind of 
whenever you're looking at a video game, like what do you kind of more gravitate towards? Like I, you know, I'm not really like the kind of shoot 'em up style. If it's a, if it's like a shooter game, it's got to have like a good story and like I've got to be involved in all the characters and everything. So, are you, you know, what, what kind of games are you normally playing? I like a dramatic story, and I kind of I kind of tend to uh, play more like fantasy games. Like I've liked Skyrim and uh, very similar games like that. Um, but I like a good story. I like you know a little bit of loss, a little bit of challenge. Um, especially like puzzles and games. So, you know, I do tend to play a little bit of shooters, but they're not usually first person shooters, just kill them all games. It's like games where there may be some killing, you know, yeah, <laughs> just, you know, a little occasionally death, a little side killing, <laughs> uh, recently, you know, I've been, uh, playing the last of us, which is not a shooter. It's more of a story. But uh, I'd be lying if I haven't been playing Grand Theft Auto as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah exactly. And that's got, that's got a little bit of shooting in it. <laughs> it's a little bit heavy on the shooting. <laughs> it's a sweet game. You it, help old ladies across the street. It's a good hey, game. It's a legendary game. You They've, become swole. It's been out for 10 years and people are still playing it. I kind of... I played it about 10 years ago with a roommate and then forgot about it for 10 years. And then I actually played it at your house at my bachelor party <laughs> yeah. and ended up uh, wanting to buy it again got it for 20 bucks and it's so worth it yeah and the a lot of the online stuff is just like it's dumb it's just people like trying to wreck each other but it's fun it's entertaining <laughs> yeah totally it's still one of the most massive worlds ever created it's so huge it's it's a giant map like if you try and sit there and drive from end to end you'll be sitting there driving for like 10 minutes it's just beautiful too. i know it's awesome and um yeah on on PS5, they did all the ray tracing and everything. It looks so good. It does. Um, well, cool. So let's let's go ahead and let's take a quick break. We'll come back, and I think I think we need to dive back into to our histories and find out how our video game obsession started. Our upbringing. Our upbringing. Our video game upbringing, if you will. So we'll be right back here on Known to Ramble. Be at- So I thought a, a, a good kind of topic for this next little segment would be what was the console that you remember like getting as a kid and what got you into gaming? Like there for all of us, there was that one time where it might have been like Christmas morning or birthday or something. You remember opening it up and getting that console. What was that? What was that first game that you played in it? Uh, what was that whole experience like? Chris, Chris, let's start with you. So I kind of started my video game journey between the computer and some of the early consoles. Um, I played a lot of PC games, um, but my first console was the Sega Dreamcast. I wasn't allowed to have the PlayStation or the N64. I was an extremely ADD kid and video games were not what I needed to be doing. But finally my parents uh, gave in and they got me the PS2. And I remember going to Best Buy. I remember my dad taking me. I remember standing in line to get one. And I went home with a game called Dynasty Warriors 2. <laughs> and it's it. if, you've, if you're not familiar with the Dynasty Warriors games, it's basically run around a fairly large map. And there's a little KO counter at the bottom. And you just slash hordes of enemies as they come. And you have to get to the usually a castle fight a boss, and then you go on to the next level. And I played a very sad amount of hours on that game. It was all I did. Um, but there was a couple other games on the PlayStation I was doing at the time. Um, there was like a GoldenEye game a little bit later. There was um, Burnout, for the, mm. which was a racing game, which uh, I feel like if you have a racing rig, Josh, you should definitely be playing Burnout. It's just nothing but fun. Um but the computer was where I played my biggest game. It's where I spent the most time. There's a game called Elder Scrolls Morrowind. <laughs> and I was buying expansion packs. I was sitting up on that computer, you know, to the wee hours of the morning. Um, great game. And then uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon. 
Oh yes, I played Roller Coaster Tycoon at my buddy's house. My buddy Andrew Bennett. He he and Joe Bennett. They both had that game. Oh, loved it. Roller Coaster Tycoon and The Sims. I feel are kind of in that same category. And then another one was um, Age of Mythology and Age of Empires, especially two. Oh yeah, those I games, remember Starcraft. Those. those kind of games are really fun. What uh, were you? Were you? What was the big play or uh, PC World of Warcraft? Never played WoW. I, I feel know. like there was a stigma behind it that I didn't want to be a part of. And That's I true, just and didn't I didn't want to play. And I see, and I feel bad about that because I thought the same thing. And like, nerd culture has totally taken off, and those people are probably like ruling the world now. And we're we were we're left behind. And I love fantasy. Like I said, I, I was know. playing you know Elder Scrolls, and I love Lord of the Rings, and it's a whole thing. But yeah, I never gave WoW a chance. Were you a Diablo kid? I remember that being big. No, I played StarCraft. Okay. Which was very similar. You just switched hell with outer space. Nice. Yeah, I hear, I think Diablo 4 is coming out like next year. And I, I know a lot of people are really excited about that. Super hyped. Yeah. What about you, Gotti? So I go even further back. I'm definitely a PC kid, but I mean, I go back to arcade level, so... I grew yes, up with all the crazy arcades of like, that's my first interaction with Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, any type of sports game, NBA Jam. Um, there were so many great arcades back in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'll still get on that. Oh, that one was Simpsons. so good. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Simpsons one the was X-Men, amazing. The X-Men one. The Simpsons yes. one was great. The X-Men one where you could get Colossus go. Mm-hmm. I mean, arcades were, were the bomb for at least the first 10, 15 years of my life. Absolutely. They're popular again now, too, with free play and mm-hmm. you know, Cidercade. What's the place we go to all the time with you? Uh, Bishop Cidercade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That place, I love that place. Yeah. Same same exact idea. Tons of fun. Is it, f- sorry, just to comment on your arcade, there was this really funny... Th- uh, me and my brother, there was this arcade game, and it was like this little cowboy game with like four different color cowboys... I can't remember what it was called. It was like Wild West or something. But um, it was at this uh, place that our family would always go visit in Colorado. And they had this like one arcade game in the lobby. And it was so old and so messed up that you didn't have to put in a quarter to register a play. Like like you could kind of like tap it in a certain spot and it would totally register a play and you could play. So like me and my brother would go down there and play a ton of times. And then I remember we came back the next day and it wasn't working. Like you had to start putting quarters in it. And we were like, no. They got onto your. I know they thievery. They, yeah, we were we were straight thieving those games. The cowboy knew, or the cowboys knew. They do. They did. They figured it out. But I would say console very similar. Uh, not D- Dreamcast. Uh, Nintendo sixty four was definitely the first one I remember. I do remember GoldenEye. I played GoldenEye for years. I played it well after it was, you know, not. In I think that to one's play. getting remastered. I think or it is too. Released even. Yeah, soon. that that game was fun. Game. I like all the re-released arcades and old school games. I think that's a genius thing. Yeah, Katrina's super into Tetris, and so she's been loving the like takes on Tetris. Like they they have a a battle royale version of Tetris now, where like ninety nine people go in and you can like fight other people until there's one left. And uh, her highest score she's ever gotten was she got ninth place on a battle royale. I played a lot of Tetris on the old school Game Boy. Yes. See, I was I was going to bring up the Game Boy as well. I I personally believe that the Game Boy might be one of the goats. Like every kid had a Game Boy when I was growing up. Definitely every, spent the most time on my Game Boy. Exactly, and like uh, the cutest like, size games, by the way, too. Little yeah. bitty squares, like cartridges, Pokemon. Yes. Pokemon ruled the game, yeah. Pokemon, and still oh. rules the Game Boy and all those. And like now, is moving to Switch, which is basically like the the new Game Boy. I feel like they're always chasing, making a Pokemon game as good as those originals. Oh, I know. To me, the so yeah, absolutely, red and blue greatness yellow. yellow yellow was awesome because you got to the kind of added they, they added a couple things like you know just pikachu walking behind you which was great um but then the uh <laughs> the nerd nerd talk right I now know. is amazing the, <laughs> dude the the silver silver gold and gold silver. are some of the best games because it also has the original region so you get to after you basically beat the game you get to go back to the original region catch all the original 150 pokemon so it's like both games put together I loved it. I loved it as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I was... Sorry. And do you remember how excited you were when those new Pokemon came out? I know. I couldn't wait to learn the new 150. (sighs) Wow. That's that's a lot going on. Sorry, guys. What just happened there. (laughs) But 
No, I agree. I will say the Game Boy is definitely top three great consoles of all time. And it is still around. That's the Totally. There's just a new version of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that's great. Uh, PlayStation, the original PlayStation was huge. I think I played most of my sporting games on Sony PlayStation. It definitely got me into like hockey, MLB, the show later on. Tony Hawk. Oh, Tony Hawk game was great. Golf, the PGA and the Tiger Woods. Boxing, Mike Tyson. There's a lot of good games. Yeah, the Tony Hawk. I know that's that's an all time great. Um, it, it a little sneak peek. We're going to be talking about our top five favorite uh, games of all time uh, later on. And Tony Hawk barely missed my list. Like that's wow. how much I love that game. You're making me reconsider my whole. List I know. Right now. I know it was that good. And when you're playing Tony Hawk, you think it's the coolest looking thing, and like you think, yeah, dude, I could probably go outside and hit on. McTwist. Not possible. <laughs> Get a McTwist. <laughs> Not even going to go for the Ollie. Yeah. McTwist. And now I would obviously Ollie into a manual, then the McTwist. I could hit the 800. While, while landing on a grind. You were a button masher. Over, <laughs> you, you were a button. <laughs> I was a button masher early. Um, well, kind of the same. So you and I actually had uh, the same kind of first console that we really loved as far as like N64. I got an N64 for Christmas one year and my, my mom and grandma or my mom and uh, grandpa and grandma got it for me and Michael. And so like, we kind of opened up all our, our presents, nothing really big yet going on, you know, socks. Yeah. We got some socks and some blankets and stuff. And you know, like we're, we're excited. It's still Christmas. Everything's going good. And then, uh, could be better though. could be better so in 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 my grandpa's room he's like he like convinced us to go in there and right next to his bed where his like nightstand normally is it was literally just like a like tablecloth over something but he had put all his stuff back to make it look like a nightstand so we just hadn't noticed it at all then we finally see this we we take it off and it was a new tv and a n64 to like to to be like our like kids kids room yeah it was insane and the funny thing was this TV was now the biggest TV in the house and it was nineteen inches <laughs> <laughs> like with these tube TVs back in the day they were just so like the smallest was still so big in your mind it still looked so good I know and so uh, we got the N sixty four and the two games that came with it were. Um, Super Mario 64, mm-hmm. which I is is it's the most classic. It's so good, just jumping from painting to painting to painting and doing all the different levels and finding all the hidden levels. Yeah, that was great. And then uh, Mario Kart 64, another all time classic. And so that we set that up, we played it nonstop for the rest of the day. And my grandpa realized what he had done and how we were never going to be productive again. And yeah, the N64 and those two games specifically. Um, really got me going. And then within the next six months, that's when we picked up what you were talking about earlier, but uh, Super Smash 64. So Super Smash Brothers 64, the it, that, that was the first Smash Brothers, wasn't it? What, wasn't, I don't think there was Sounds one on, right. I don't think there was one on NES or anything, but um, yeah, I loved that game. Like learning every character, learning all their special moves. And so... Who was yeah. your favorite character back then? So back then, I was still a big Link guy because I was playing lots of Legend of Zelda. As far as like the one that I felt was... I could wreck some people with Pikachu. Actually, I had some some power Pikachu. Pikachu. Throws down. And then, man, Samus was hard to like utilize right. But if you could get it timed right, so you could like rip some people with those big blasts, that was fun. Ness was hard to control. Ness was super powerful, but hard to control. Um, He's always been an OP. It's always fun to Falcon punch somebody. So yeah, good like stuff. Like Draymond Green. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan Peele. <laughs> Peele. <laughs> it's a good filmmaker. Um, so kind of kind of in the same in the same vein, what was the game like? We, and I'm sure we've all had this at some point, but like, especially as a kid, was there ever a game that you played that you hit that was like too hard that you never beat, or it took you a while to come back to to beat? Was there ever a game that not made you give up, but almost made you give up? Was ever a game that was just too hard? I've got one that definitely is old, old, old school PC. But do y'all remember the game Mist? No, what's that? Oh, Mist was one of the original goats of PC world. It basically was a uh, you were exploring an uncharted, mist-filled area. We didn't know where, but uh, that after a certain time frame, you you either 
ended up getting lost and never being able to get out of the little spot you're in or you somehow defeated i never knew i never figured it out i never defeated the stupid game i gave up probably got <laughs> off the pc for the next like 10 years of my life it was literally not only a game ender it was blank this never touching a computer again crying running away <laughs> missed. missed i'm a worst up tonight most intelligent weirdest game you'll ever see it was awesome old school like 90s okay late 80s 90s Oregon Trail days. You know, Oregon Trail was great, though. Oregon Trail. I could play Oregon Trail for hours. <laughs> Everyone wins at Oregon Trail until Not you unless get you get dysentery. <laughs> yeah. That damn dysentery gets you. Yep. So I think the uh, first experience with wanting to throw a controller out the window for me <laughs> was the original Half Life game. Oh, oh yes. And okay. so I think when that came out. Um, I finally had to get it on the PlayStation, which was frowned upon at the time. I, everyone said it wasn't going to be the same, but I was like 10. And so it was still very hard. Uh, it was on the PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. The graphics were as good as they could get. The hype was insane for this game. But I was like 10, and that was probably one of my first like mature-rated games that had a huge story that um, just was really hard. It took me forever, but I... You know, did the grind. I got it done, and I was proud of myself in the end. It was a tough game. Um, Morrowind too. I don't. I still don't think I ever beat that game, or know what the actual story was. Elder Elder Scrolls. Scrolls. Well, it never. It kept going. It was an endless cycle. That stupid game. Elder Scrolls was amazing, but you could do that forever. There were so many things to do and bosses to beat, and you know, decisions to make. That's what a lot of these games have like gotten to is these like giant open sandbox worlds where they almost intentionally put so much stuff to where you they know that one percent of the people that play it are actually going to finish it, and it's wild. These days, at least for sixty dollars with some of those games, you get your money's worth. That's true. Um, so the, the funny thing is, the first game that, and not that like it made me throw the controller out the window, but I just I couldn't beat it was The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on mm. N64. Because at the time, I'm probably like 10, you know? And so, like, we're trying to play this game. And it was a Man, I loved that game. It was so much fun. But when as you're kind of going through the game, you play as young Link. And then, you know, you grow up to be older Link. And uh, you start going through these um, temples. And the third temple, there's I think there's seven temples total. And the third temple was the Water Temple. And... That was the only temple in the entire game where there wasn't a set path so that, like, you get a key, you open this door, get a key, you open this door. It was one where you could get a key and open the wrong door, and now there's no more keys, so you can't finish the temple. And the only way to, at that time, the only way to redo it is if you have a save file from, but most people didn't because it's just resaving on top of the same thing. So you had to restart the entire game. Mm -hmm. So I restarted, me and my brother restarted that game at least once or twice or at least three times, I think, and never beat it. Uh, we did get past the Water Temple once and got to the Shadow Temple, and that literally, as a ten year old kid, was one of the scariest things I ever went. They had like these hand spider things crawling along oh, the yeah. floor, <sighs> and it scared me so bad. And so, The Legend of the Ocarina of Time was—I can say—it was too hard. I loved it; one of my favorite games. But I technically never beat it. And they're doing a remake. I think they have a remake now on Switch, and so yeah. I've been really tempted to dive back in now that I'm. And there's a new Zelda game coming next year. Breath yeah, of the Wild 2. Breath of the Wild 2. We'll get, we'll get into Breath of we'll the Wild. We'll get there. Don't worry. Don't worry. That we'll sweet Zelda is coming back. Yeah. Um, the, other, the other game that I remember being too hard was on Dreamcast. I had a Dreamcast as well. Um, Shinmu. Do you remember Shinmu? Mm-mm. So it was like... It was like almost like a story and you're a guy in Japan and you wake up and you don't really know what's going on. You kind of start piecing stuff together. But a lot of people swear by Shinmu as being one one of these great games. And um, we never got to finish it because our Dreamcasts kept breaking. Those things kept broke <laughs> so easily. Yes. Uh, like, And so I we went through two Dreamcasts and they just kept re- breaking so uh, we never ended up beating it. I just remember it being extremely tough because the fight mechanics in it were kind of brand new to the system and everything, and it just it was so hard. And so, I would say Shinmu and Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time kicked my butt so hard. Epic status, yes. Yeah. Um, I think we're. I think 
we should take a quick break. And when we come back, why don't we dive into, we'll go, we'll do kind of five to one list order and we'll run down our top five favorite games of all time. Shockzilla. Sounds good. Here we go. So I think a great way to kind of jump into this would be to look, let's look at our top five favorite games and not what we think the world thinks is the best game of all time. What was the game that when you sat down and you played through it, you had a memorable experience. You think about it fondly. You think about it all the time. There are so many games I have where after I've played through them, I go back and think about the story or I'll go back and like watch a mini playthrough or mini story explanation on YouTube just to remember everything from a game just because it was so fun. So uh, let, let's let's kind of do it list style where we each kind of do five, four, three, two, one to kind of get down. And uh, Gotti, what's your number five favorite game of all time? So this one's a little bit more, I thought I would be going in order of like oldest to newest, but this one definitely was much later in life. Um, and I think it was the second one. I don't think it was the first game. Resident Evil, when it came through, kind of changed my whole perspective of, oh crap, I can actually be scared at a game. Like I'd not felt that since I was a kid. And I was petrified at what the hell was going on on this screen and i know how to do it fast enough and i didn't know why i kept dying these things <laughs> kept killing me yes yes constantly consistently stressful it made me hooked like any close drug reference you can think of type thing it was that elusive and and just you wanted more and more of it i was amazed at that stupid horror game but it it kept me through most of the franchise of games maybe not the movies but certainly the games and it's it still sticks into memory some of the the scary creatures that have come through the minds of those creators. Yeah, good choice. I feel like they haven't really made a lot of uh, scary games like it since. I yeah. feel like that is the greatest scary game. Yeah, no, it's that that was a great choice. Way to start off the list. Good. So nice. at my number five spot, I'm going back to my PlayStation, mm. and it is Battlefront Two, oh. Star Wars Battlefront Two. There was oh. nothing like. One, loving that new Star Wars trilogy, but then getting to pick a Jedi and go to any of those planets you wanted. And I feel like even when they remastered or not remade those games for uh, the PS4, it didn't even come close to how good no, Battlefront so true. 2 was. So true. It was so good. It was offline, mm -hmm. which has its benefits. Yes, absolutely. And you really just got to play as any of those characters on the Jedi Council that you didn't really get to see in the movies. Yeah, that was, yeah, that game was so fun. I had one of my good friends had it. I didn't have it. And so I, I remember going over to his house all the time so we could play some Battlefront. Yeah, man, good choice. Uh, for me, on my number five spot, just because I've spent so much time playing it, um, would probably be the NBA 2K series. Uh, I've, I've had just about every 2K since 13 or 12 for sure. And then I had NBA 2K on the Dreamcast, on the Sega Dreamcast with Alan Iverson on the cover. I had the original one. But the game, the actual NBA game that really got me like, like loving hoops and all that kind of stuff was uh, this little old game called NBA Street Volume 2. Oh, oh yes. the cover for that was great. It was so good. And, uh, was it the graffiti thing? Yeah. The graffiti, yeah. The graffiti with um, his name was Stretch was on yes. the front with the giant fro. So cool. uh, yeah, I loved that game. So the entire idea was that, you know, you kind of, it's three on three basketball kind of street style. You're throwing the ball off people's heads and throwing <laughs> these ridiculous alley-oops. And uh, the team that you beat, you got to pick a player off the team. So as you're kind of going through the East, going through the West, you're getting to pick your pl favorite player off each team and kind of make your different squads. And then they have like street legends that you can pick up and everything. And uh, the coolest thing about NBA Street Volume 2 was you could get an all-Jordan team. You could get rookie Jordan. You could get uh, it, like in his prime you know, dunk contest Jordan. And then you could get... Um, yeah, Wizards Jordan at the time. So you could have three different Jordans all on the same team, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I had a Jordan Wizards jersey. <laughs> yeah, totally. And uh, so 
NBA Street Volume 2 kind of got me into the whole NBA uh, NBA video game thing. And, you know, I've had every 2K since. So I would say, you know, kind of the NBA games are number five on the list for me. So, uh, Gotti, Gotti, hit us with number four. This one's going to sound kind of crazy because I don't know if it's really a game or just an experience. But when Guitar Hero came out, oh, man. it changed the world. I spent way world. too much time on Guitar Hero. I, I almost didn't want to put it in my list, but I'm like, if I think to the point of what you're saying about what have you played just constantly and yeah. all the time, I play Guitar Hero way more than I ever thought I should have or would have, and I don't regret that at all. Through the Fire and Flames you played. Yes, yes. <laughs> and became still a really not so good musician. And on the same on the same kind of uh the same kind of uh rock band. Rock band oh, also yes, got very should get some love cuz the uh, the drums part That's was the best party game outside of the Mario oh, world. Man. In high school, I can't tell you how many times we were over at one of our friends' houses just playing rock band and we got to unlock the next song. Got to unlock the next the the next guitar. If you keep missing your note, bro, we're we're not gonna hit this next song. So I think I'm gonna try. I think I'm gonna try this next one on hard. I think I'm gonna bump it up to hard this time. I think I'm ready for that uh, orange key. <laughs> the pinky key. I'm ready for orange. <laughs> My pinky's not powerful enough. Yeah, we played plenty of. Okay, I can. It. It's the. It's a goofy answer, but it's totally. I'm true. glad you I brought it up. I'm, it totally deserves to be brought up. Uh, Chris, what do you got at number four? At my number four, I have the Smash Bros. Mm. franchise. Mm -hmm. And it may be the game I play the most currently. Um, But there's some other ones that were really impactful in my life. But I feel like that game has always been great. I will admit that when I first started playing it, I was so bad at it. It stressed me out on Resident Evil levels. Um, I didn't own it. And so I would go to people's houses where they were practicing. And I would just get my butt handed to me every time. But I've grown to love it, and it's one of my all-time favorites. And challenge accepted if you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> the arrogance still remains. I love it. You Chris. could probably would be so bad. I've ha- I have that game because uh, I-, I think I got it on Black Friday, like for sale or something. And um, I've I've played it a handful of times, and like the computer whoops me sometimes, and I'm like, Chris would destroy me. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our strengths. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the four spot for me, I, I have a tie between two games and it is basically the two superhero games that I have on my list. Uh, the, I'll, I'll go kind of older to, to newer to me, the Batman Arkham Knight mm. series or, uh, you know, Arkham Asylum, Arkham city and Arkham Knight, the Arkham series, if you will. Um, I thought that those were some kind of revolutionary groundbreaking games as far as fighting mechanics. Uh, it was one of the first games where when you threw a punch, it felt like you, like you felt it. You felt it through the controller. You felt it through the actions. You felt it through the combos that you could kind of set up. Uh, and the story was just like bat-ass crazy. It was, uh, it was a really, really fun take on Batman. And not to mention the voice acting in that game. They got the original Batman from the animated series. Uh, they got the... Uh, they got Mark Hamill to do the Joker in that whole series, and that all three of those games together is some of the best, you know, Batman storytelling that I think we've seen. Uh, and for that to be in a video game, I thought that was super cool. Um, but equally as great storytelling, equally as great fight mechanics, equally as great just pure fun and joy of playing the Marvel Spider-Man series that has come out within the last two to three years on Absolutely. PS4 and PS5. Um, so. The first one was just uh, called Marvel Spider-Man, and then the second kind of add-on. It's not technically a second game because they're about to have Marvel Spider-Man 2 come out next year, but um, I consider it kind of the second chapter, and that was Miles Morales. So it was kind of the same same t- game but different story and different take on him. Uh, those two together were so much fun to play. Um, it kind of revived the Spider-Man video game uh, that hasn't been around since, you know, I would say like PlayStation two times. Uh, it's been a Man, while. Those games were great. And those too. games were so good. Uh, so like, that's why I was surprised that they didn't bring it back. Cause just, you can literally spend an hour swinging around New York, not even fighting any bad guys or doing anything, just swinging around New York. And it is a beautiful game. And so, uh, yeah, in the number four spot, it's kind of a tie for me between, um, bat, the Batman Arkham series and the new Marvel Spider-Man series, uh, from insomniac. So, uh, Great choices. Thank you. Thank Great game. I want to see them together, Batman versus Spider-Man in the Arkham world. Go. Spider-Man wins. 
I think the Joker kills everyone. Happy. <laughs> everyone Maybe. loses. Everyone loses. Everyone yeah. loses. Um, yeah. All right, number three spot. So this was tough because now we're getting to like our favorite games, I guess, is the way to put it. Um, so this one's a little bit... I, I, don't, I didn't see this on anyone's list anywhere. I don't think it's that popular of even its type of games, but I played it till my hands broke off. It's SOCOM US Navy SEALs for the PlayStation 2. Very fun. I played that game as well. I, I killed I, so I many no bad guys that in is. that. It is one of the more... Um, you're, you're in groups of usually four, and you control a group of four going into an area and trying to just cause either loud or quiet havoc. Whatever you can get away with. Communicating between your yes. team members was a big part of that game. And like... Each one had their own kind of priority or thing they needed to do, and different members were kind of better at different things. They all had uh, uh, their call signs were the regular like uh, Bravo Tango yes, Foxtrot. But uh, as far as those games, that I was so addicted to that. That speaking of games, throwing the console like across the wall, I broke at least three or four controllers because that stupid game. I broke more controllers playing Madden against my brother than just about anything because he always beat me. You gotta know the tricks about Madden. There are plays. There are plays. I was, you know, ten, and he was thirteen or fourteen, just whooping up on me. Kids these days are better than us, though. I tried to play online FIFA, for instance, and it's just too much. I don't like getting yelled at by children because they're better than me, and I can't come back with anything. But uh, no, you the SOCOM game. Speak, get back into it. It's speaking quality. of two K earlier, someone a couple years ago, I I just tried one game and like. The, the Jordan Rec Center just to see what it was like. And at the end of the one game that I tried one time, I got a message, a private message, saying, man, why are you coming up in the Rec Center messing up people's uh, things? You should just quit. And I was like, I just messaged back. I was like, first time just out here trying to get better. And he goes, you, you're not going to. Just quit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> That's probably one of the nicest kids you'll ever meet on the courts I anyways. I was like, he's probably like he's looking six. out for you. I yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. He was helping you. He was right, let's be honest. He was, he was trying to teach me. Killers be killers. And I will say, I haven't gone... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you stayed out of the playground on the Stayed out NBA of the playground, Sid. No. Um, okay, so Chris, what, what did you have at number three? Number three, I have Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Oh, nice. Oh. And I o love... Over San Andreas? Uh, yes, because okay. of the experience I had playing it. I, okay. I did love San Andreas. And I loved three, and I even had the 2D version for the PlayStation that I Whoa. played on my PS2, um, which I really didn't like that much. I got it after the fact, but um, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, there was just nothing like it. I was, I knew I wasn't supposed to be um, consuming that content. <laughs> yet yes. I owned the yes. game. It. I remember seeing pictures of the game in like Game Informer, and I was like, I'm gonna get this game, and I. I still to this day would never let my kid ever play that game. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun doing it and it was just a great story. It was kind of that Scarface Miami lifestyle you were living and I was just so blown away by the fact that I was even playing it cuz I was like 12. So that that game was a lot of fun. I think that I'd have to put it as my number 3. Educational. It's the best way to find out how many stars you need to get away from the cops. It's very Once helpful. Once you get over 2, it's borderline impossible. Now you can yeah. get out of 3. It's just really it's tough. It's really hard. It's um, really it's tough. hard to get 6. You know, they is. keep you at 5 for so long. I know. You I almost think. have to have cheat codes cuz you're yeah. going to get shot down by a helicopter at the some point. The cheat codes were so fun in that game. <laughs> you could make yourself <laughs> invincible, give yourself yeah. all the weapons and all the ammo. Helicopter? Um Helicopter. Helicopter is always the so, best. Speaking of speaking of uh you knew that you weren't supposed to be playing it type thing. I so I got a game whenever I was probably like 14, you know, 13, 14 and it was Hitman. And oh, I man. loved the Hitman games. They were so fun. It's basically just an open world or not an open world, but like the level is kind of like an open level and you have, you know, someone that you're trying to kill by the end and there's basically a million different ways you can go about doing it. Like you can be silent about it, you can try and take everybody out. It, you know, uh you you can get different uh, people's clothes to like interact and be able to get to different areas. It was super fun. And uh, so I got that game and I was playing it one day and my mom comes in and sees me playing Hitman. She's like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's this game, blah, blah, blah. She was like, no, that's you, you shouldn't be playing that. So uh, she made me take the disc out. I put it in the case and, you know, put it back on the shelf. Well, 
you know, I'd play it in secret whenever she's not around and everything. And one time I left it in the PS, uh, I think it was PS2 at this point. I left it in the PS2. And at that time, that was our only DVD player in the house because, you know, what I told my mom, let's not get a DVD player, let's get a PlayStation. It's also a DVD player. And smart. Somehow that Man, worked. That was a really good idea. Somehow that worked. Um, and so that was like the Christmas Until gift. Meemaw found Hitman 2 in the video game. <laughs> until, until my mom found Hitman 2 in the video game. And I came home to a shattered Hitman 2 disc on my pillow waiting for me when I got home. So that she was like, I told you not to play it. And I was like, oh. I know your mom too. I bet that was a tough conversation. I was so to mad. It's, but, it's not ironic that you have the head of hair you have today, though, because of that maneuver. <laughs> Whatever. You didn't become idolized behind that great figure. I hate you. I hate you so much. Um, it's a good game. So my, my number three is one that we were talking about earlier, and that is I wanted, to, I wanted to get a Legend of Zelda on this game, and Breath of the Wild really did take my breath away, if you will. Uh that was the first game I got on Switch. Um, I got a Switch. Or actually, Mario Kart 8 was the first game. But uh, the first game that I really played on Switch was Breath of the Wild. And I probably spent, you know, I if I had to guess, like 60 hours on that game, if not way more. Just I loved that game. I loved how in-depth it was. I love how hard it was. I love how things as far as the weather and can affect your overall you know health and everything i it was just so in-depth and so thought through every bit of it you started that one after i started it correct i think so it was very similar time very very similar timing and that game it was it was hard it was one of the hardest games i've ever played but it was one of the best games i've ever played too and so it deserves to be on the list i have it at number three um, I'm excited for the next one that's coming out, I think, within the next couple of years. But it was great to get to kind of play as Link. 2023. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's coming. It's yeah. coming soon. And, uh, yeah, that was uh, Breath of the Wild deserved to be on the list. I actually believe the second Breath of the Wild comes out on the last day of the teacher's schedule that we have this year. It's like May 28th or something, you know, very late May. So what you're saying is to celebrate, you and I will both be in line together to get Breath of the Wild 2, and we'll just sit there next to each other. <laughs> and I haven't waited in line to get a game in forever. I know, that's true. Pre-order. We'll pre-order. I was about to say, you guys can get it quicker. But yeah. We'll, yeah that, those days do are, it. These days are different in how you got to do things. Uh, okay, number two. You know, I'm going to flip them just because you got into this whole Zelda talk, because I, I wanted to make the argument about like which side you fall upon like there are people who are mortal combat people then there are people street fighter right or yeah one of you know like there are people who are zelda people i was a final fantasy kid okay i didn't play zelda up until recently and i like it it's great he's a little blonde kid it's cute but he's not cloud from final fantasy 7 he's not got spiky hair and a giant sword bigger than himself (laughs) he's a heartthrob yeah he's definitely like a dreamy child he's not a killer that needs to save the world like the Final Fantasy kids. I mean, final is in the title. See, so I, I, I got to be honest. <laughs> I've never played a Final Fantasy. I've, you know, been over at a friend's house who just got it. And, you know, we've played it for an hour or so. But I've never, I've never understood. I know I've never been a big turn-based type guy. I'm, you know, so that, that was one of the reasons that I never got into it. Um, but I've heard really good things about the remake, this the Final Fantasy VII, which a lot of people claim is you know one of the best ones ever made. And uh, they they just did a remake in the first part one of the remake, and part two is coming out I think next year or the year after. And I'm I'm interested to give it a shot since you you got it. If I you said number two on the list, right? yes, it is my. I mean, as a series, I think the Final Fantasy series is top three greatest series. It's up there with Mario. As many okay. recognizable elements and figures the music alone in the final fantasy series is some of the greatest music ever created in video games history so i think there's a lot of lovers of the the group and i mean they're coming out with final fantasy 15 if i'm not mistaken next year so it's still continuing past these remakes or these reboots uh definitely the remake is the best way to do seven if you never got to experience it um it definitely holds the story but i mean i still know his name and Tifu and all these other stupid names of these characters, even though you could change the names in the other Final Fantasies, you kept them the same just so you know exactly who you were playing with. One of the big things I heard that was cool about the Final Fantasy VII was that they got voice actors. 
Um, so it's actually like, you know, you're not having to read the, the subtitles the whole time. It's actually like you, so I've heard that that's pretty cool. It, it allows you to experience the game as you should. Cause you're not having to like, what? Read yeah. a paragraph. Every yeah. Cause there, there were forget paragraphs, whole novels of writing about this stupid series and the story going on. And one of the things about it is their world was very build up your, your character. So you had a lot of time to waste. It was a great time waster as far as games and worlds you could get into. I mean, if you just wanted to raise little, uh, what are those stupid yellow birds called? You could raise them for years. I did. I had a whole group of them. They're fast. <laughs> Good racers. But, I mean, that whole series was was a wonderful experience, and I, I still hope to play the new one. And when children come about, I'm going to throw that game at their heads and see what happens. I'll have to give it a shot sometime. You should try it. So at number two, I was very conflicted about my top two games. I think while we've been having this conversation, I've maybe even added things to my <laughs> list. Which is of a course. decision I'm going to have to live with forever. <laughs> um, but I do have at number two is Pokemon Blue version yes. for the Game Boy. Pokemon made my honorable mentions. I'm glad you're bringing it up. And, you know, I was... You know, I'll bring up my honorable mentions later, but I think Pokemon on the Game Boy was such a huge experience because it was a whole world of something I ended up loving so much that I had you really had to discover every facet of the game on your own. And, you know, I didn't have like the uh, guide to follow the game, but I had a neighbor who was like an older brother type and he would show me like, this is how you get the secret candies to get you know the, the rare candy the, the trick. rare candies oh, that's right that rare was... candies to get certain items or just you know the gym battles and my relationship from squirtle to blastoise <laughs> um something I'll i was a squirtle forever. kid too my brother was a charmander kid i was a squirtle kid you know and i think i started the game with all the three starters at one point but you know you start with who you start with and i was a bulbasaur starter bulbasaur starter okay i was a squirtle kid I'm not playing this stupid game. I hate you. Uh, I wonder how many times I say that per podcast. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna regret this if I don't say this. I actually started with Squirtle, but I was thinking about <laughs> Bulbasaur. Um, I was a Squirtle to Blastoise kid. I don't know Fair why way. I said that. <laughs> like I'm gonna listen back to this There's and a lot just of really here. <laughs> the stress of this podcast on your life. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you have Pokemon on there because it deserves to be on there. Um, I spent a lot of time playing it. In my number two spot, I have a game that you actually let me borrow, and then I borrowed it for way longer than I told you I was going to borrow it for, and that was Red Dead Redemption 2. Great game. I loved that game so much. Uh, It was was another game where I never understood how detailed people could take creating a game until you play this one. And like one of the examples that I thought was hilarious was like in the cold, your horse's anatomy Mm -hmm. shrinks. Like that's like, that's the kind of details that they're taking into this game. So much so to the, like, if, if that's what they're taking into account, the stories behind each one of these characters is so fleshed out and so well thought. Every side character, you can walk up to any character in the game and they have some story to tell you about their life. You can learn so much about each one. And it's one of those games that depending on how how you play, how, uh, you know, it, whether you're, you know, an outlaw bandit versus like a morally, like the moral kind of savior kind of type coming in. Uh, there's a different ending depending on what you do. And so it's one of those games that has lots of replayability. Um, I spent a lot of time playing that game and I loved that world. I love that there's no easy way to get around. I love that you have there, you know, you have to know where to go. You have to know where different things are. Uh, and you trace your steps so many times that you end up, you know, finding new places and, um, that game was a lot of fun. And so I, I, yeah, I'll always have a, a soft spot in my heart for, for good old Arthur. You know, it's funny with this podcast. I think if there's a game that's connected me and you the most that I did not play that much of, but because I watched you for hours upon hours <laughs> upon hours of making sure your horse's anatomy didn't shrink too much or die. <laughs> Or, or spent a lot of time. Or Josh's. <laughs> yeah, that's right. His old guy, or Arthur, or whatever, was Poor. he was the, sickly. He was so sickly throughout most of that time. <laughs> 
I don't know how he survived. So that's another thing about that game. If you forgot to like literally take your guy and have him sit down and eat a meal or his, sleep, yeah, his body would start to like wither and he would get sick and he would get tired and he wouldn't be able to fight and run as long and like your your health meter would go down or reversely if you were like all right i'm just going to get him super healthy now i'll eat a ton of food right now no that would make him too fat and then he would just wouldn't be able to run as fast he wouldn't have yeah like everything was thought out and fleshed out in that game much like i was saying with uh legend of zelda breath of the wild how there's a consequence to everything you do there's nothing that you can't kind of like think about having uh to do in that you got to think through it all the steps and so i thought that was an awesome game super awesome game and that brings us Uh-oh. to number one on the list for each of us. Ooh, this is tough. So, Gotti, in the number one spot. I'm pretty sure you can guess what I'm going to say next because it's the one game I've played my whole life. FIFA! I, I've brought every worst team in the world to being the greatest team you could ever <laughs> imagine. I always take the underdog. I always <laughs> never sign the biggest signings. I refuse to get Messi or Ronaldo. I'm going to win with some rando. I'm 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 a FIFA devotee. It it bleeds in me. It's everything about me. I've played every version. I'm still playing uh, on my Xbox One a version that I won't let people see it. But I'm in 15 seasons, still scoring goals at I think 42. It's great <laughs> forward. All right, Gaudius Maximus, I think was his name. So what what are your th- what are your feelings on this being the last year of FIFA? Because technically next year, EA doesn't have the rights to call it FIFA anymore, so it's going to just be like EA EA Football Club twenty three or twenty four or whatever. I don't care about that name. I care about the players in it. Like as long as the licenses with the teams and all that. Isn't hold that over. the problem though? Isn't won't won't that be? I'm hard sure they'll sign them? deals. How hard is okay. it to go? I'm, we're EA. We did it with you know. All the transitions. I, I don't think it'd be as massive as people are thinking. FIFA has a stranglehold on things, as we've talked about in our yep. previous Noir uh, podcast. They're an evil entity. Um, they are evil. But as far as rights, I'm sure... I mean, there's 14, 15 different other soccer games that still have some rights. Like Juventus is in 3D games, but it's also different in FIFA because of their scandal. But now it's back in this new FIFA 23. Will it, who knows what will happen in 24, but... The game will survive, and so will my love for it. It's it's the great game. So my one question that I have is, are you worried that the same kind of problem with licensing licensing deals happens as... I mean, one one game that I know I loved was NCAA football, and that was one of the best... That was one of the best sports games ever, and because of all the licensing issues, they, they never came back. They scuttlebutted, yeah. And yeah. that's sad because that was, to me, the, still the best... Football game football I've game, ever 100%. played was uh, whatever it was like. I think it was 14 or 13. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Greatest game. It's hardest football, but most fun. It was so good. I don't think the, all the soccer game with that. The difference between those games was like, if you're talking online alone, the, the FUTs, the amount of people playing this. I mean, it's massive. It's a massive world. It's a massive entity. I don't think they'll go away from it. It'll be interesting to see how EA handles licensing. I mean, if, if they're smart, they'll link up with leagues like some of these other mobile companies have. Like the mobile company I have has a teams in each league, so they have all the licensing through those deals, and that's how they get around any legalities because yeah, yeah. they want to put the players in there for us nerds that want to have all the people and are too lazy to find the downloads you can find on you know any little plug-in. I just have a feeling that there's too much money involved with how much money FIFA makes that we won't see you know, a rendition of FIFA. I'm much more upset that they haven't molded the career character to the little mini one they had a couple of years ago where you could play as the kind of Alex 2K, or whatever. The kind of 2K I want the style. 2K career style where I can go buy my house when I'm the greatest striker in the world and I want to <laughs> live by a pool, get a Ferrari. Where you got your con your you go from apartment to condo. Yeah, and I want to collect jerseys over the years and yeah, I want to do all that. There was this game called NBA Ballers, and yes. uh, you could buy you could buy mansions and everything after you. it was like NBA Street, but with added buying chains and cars and all that kind of stuff. It was yeah, fun. give me all that. Okay, so uh, top one, number one, Christopher Cullen. My number one game of all time is Breath of the Wild. Nice. <laughs> and I gave this one a lot of thought because there's a lot of pressure on your number one game 
But that game was just from start to finish captivating. It looked beautiful on a big TV. I could play it mobile. So I had the freedom to play it in my car. I didn't bring that up. And that was one of the big selling points on that as well was I... We don't, I don't give the Switch enough love as I should, but the mobile aspect of being able to take that full Breath of the Wild game and play it remotely was awesome. You forget that it's the Game Boy. Yeah, you know, it's the modern it Game you. Boy, totally. But from um, the puzzle, the puzzles of the shrines or just the open world, you could literally run around and do nothing in that game and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but then the DLCs came out and those were wonderful and it ended so beautifully and like we were talking about, there's a sequel coming up. And I think the replayability of that game, even if you forget all the controls two years later, you jump in and it's going to be just as beautiful as it was. Super fun. You know, I've talked a ton of friends into playing it. You played it. Yeah. Great game. Great Number game. one. Nice. Okay. Um, so my number one great game is one that Chris actually mentioned that he's playing right now. And it is the Last of Us series. Uh, my brother, actually, he got me the first Last of Us game in 2013 or 14, like right when it came out, when it was a PlayStation 3 game. It was originally a PlayStation 3 game for The Last of Us Part 1. And he was like, there's a lot of hype around this game. I've heard really good things. Um, you know, give it a shot. He got me a used copy for Christmas. And at that point, I had just gone to a PS4, so I didn't really want to get my PS3 out and everything like that. I didn't even know where it was at the time. And so... I ended up not playing it, and uh, it wasn't until in 2020, um, you know, a friend, uh, a friend that uh, me and Katrina have who um, works, who was working doing online stuff for uh, GameStop, that won a uh, cute, won like a free code for The Last of Us Part Two when it came out, and um, you know, she didn't have PlayStation. So she was like, Hey, do you want it? It's free. Go for it. And I was like, yeah. So I got it and I downloaded the game and I was like, I can't play the second without having played the first one. And so they had a remastered PS4 version that, um, I downloaded and I played and I played that game for probably like two and a half to three weeks. And by the end of those three weeks, I had a completely different take on what I thought video games could be and should be. Uh, I had a completely different take on what, character development in a game could be what how much you could actually care for characters at the end of that first game i cared more about ellie and joel those two characters than i'd cared about any video game characters i'd ever played ever and this was after this would have been after i played red dead redemption 2 and i loved a lot of characters in there uh after i've played breath of the wilds and ellie and joel and that relationship i loved it 100 percent. and then i played the Last of Us Part Two, which is a very controversial game, um, if if anybody's played it, it is controversial. I will say that. And uh, why don't you talk about it? Because I don't want to ruin it for some people. But the even to me that game, the reason I loved it was because that game makes you reckon with choices that you made in the first game, choices that you made as Joel and as Ellie you have to reckon with them and you have to live with them. And it's not just you made this choice and this game's over and it goes on forever. You're having to come back and and deal with things. And the game is set five years after the first one. So you're uh, more of kind of like a young adult. uh, And I think Ellie's supposed to be around 19 to 20, somewhere in there, maybe a little younger. And um, watching her and Joel, you know, come to terms with the choices that they made in game one is beautiful heartbreaking fascinating and it i i honestly don't see how a game in the future will ever be able to top these two games for me and uh it's you know it's such a good game there's the hbo series coming out Mm -hmm. and uh i cannot wait for that as well and from if you if you've heard the commercials uh pedro pascal is doing joel's voice exactly how he does it in the game it's perfect and so i'm really really excited about that show but um yes if i if i had to choose a series or a game to only play for the rest of my life. The last of us part one and part two, I would play them nonstop. The last of us part one just did a PlayStation five remake and it's $60 and I'm still, I'm, I'm probably going to end up buying it and just replaying it in that just cause oh, I, I love the story so much. You know, the little girl playing Ellie is uh, Bella Ramsey from game of Thrones. She, yeah, she was uh, lady Mormont. Wouldn't mess with that little girl. No, she's awesome. She's going to be great in that role. Um, well, man, this was, Great a, lot choice. Of, that this was, was a lot of fun. Really quickly before we go, though, uh, I know that 
Um, Gotti, you had mentioned that you had a couple uh, games that are coming out in the next couple years or next year or so um, that you're really, really looking forward to. So w- w- what do you have? Um, so let's see. Uh, were y'all fans of Alan Wake, the first one? That game was awesome. I didn't, uh, My roommate played it, so I got to watch it kind of happen. It was a weird game, but I really loved it. it Very different kind of mindset. Uh, Alan Wake 2 comes out 2023. Ooh, nice. So look out for that. Yeah, very that? cool. Um, of course, the new Legend of Zelda we've been talking about. Uh, we, we we mentioned a couple Star Wars games. There are a couple of games, but the one that I think everyone's going to talk about is uh, the Jedi One Survivor, yep. which is... Um, the next Cal Kestis exactly. part of the Cal Kestis story. I think this will be the one that's most connected to a show or something like that. Maybe movies, I don't know. I mean, who knows where Cal will end up in the series but that one looks awesome you yeah played the first one it's one of the best star wars games yeah it's got the inquisitor from yeah. um uh, the uh uh obi-wan show obi-wan show yeah. the inquisitor so there's a tie grand between that inquisitor. grand inquisitor, grand inquisitor. Yep. and yeah keep going um another one that speak we talked about final fantasy they have the the new one coming out but there's a new show that square is doing square the company enix that does final fantasy and a bunch of other games um They've teamed up with Luminous and they've created a game called Forsaken. And I've heard it about looks this. Yeah. freaking amazing. It's another uh, saga s story. It's it's going to be kind of epic and a new thing. They're I think trying to merge away from the Final Fantasy storyline to get more maybe adult or at least maybe modern in the time frame. So we'll see what Forsaken does. And then kind of the last one I put a fun one: Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the game. Interesting. That's coming out. Sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> Killer clowns. Um, but the one that's kind of interesting, Grand Theft Auto always has, you know, added stuff online, but people have been yearning for what's the next big step Number for six. Rockstar. So there is that. But one of the old Grand Theft, I think San Andreas created the whole whole map, uh, have created a new show called or a new game called Everywhere. And it is going to blow up 2023 at the end of the year. It's going to be the next, like, uh, I think, tentpole. That's not, what's the other one? Atlas, Atlas Falling is another one that's people are talking about. End Gamers and Diablo 4 is coming out. There's a lot. There's a lot coming out. FIFA 2023 is out. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to try and get that and NBA 2K on black friday just because they're both so expensive you brought up jordan this nba 2k 23 has the jordan, jordan challenge and covers yeah but it also has the old school throwback jersey challenges it's going to be nice. total uh old school you can mess with your teams there's a bunch of new like versions of different carl malone george garvin stuff like that so uh, a couple games coming up that I'm excited about. Obviously, the new kind of Pokemon ones, uh, Scarlet and Violet. The um, graphics on that looks amazing. And then uh, one that I thought you would bring up at some point because you mentioned how much you like this game was uh, God of War. Oh man, uh, yeah, yeah, the it one, looks great. the the new God of War. Ragnarok that trailer's amazing. Out. Yeah, that one looks great. So I'm excited about that. Um, there's one that just came out, I think last weekend and it was Gotham Knights. So I've heard not as great things about that. It's a little more campy compared to the original kind of Arkham series. Um, basically you pick which one of the Garth, uh, Gotham Knights you want because in this Batman has died. And so you're kind of like carrying on the mantle between those four. Um, Marvel has three games coming out. Marvel Midnight Suns, which is going to be kind of like the Final Fantasy-style turn-based action where you kind of make your crew and then do turn-based-style stuff. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2, which is going to be amazing. It's bringing in Kraven and Venom. Awesome. So that's going to be great. And then Marvel Wolverine. Yeah, which looks Very super cool. About that. Yeah, and that's uh, that's being made by Insomniac, who are the same ones who did the, Mar- the Spider-Man um, so I have high hopes. Thank goodness. Yeah, because they, they know what they're doing. Um, on the DC side, they're coming out with the Suicide Squad game. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I had that on the list too. Uh, it's called Kill the Justice League. So it looks that, good. Yeah, it looks really fun. And then the last one I'll mention is a remake, uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. Yep. One of the best kind of PC games, and so they're they're bringing that back and doing a remake of and that. mobile and Xbox. Yeah. Was it really on Xbox? Yes. I didn't know that. Original Xbox. Yeah. Man, original Xbox, that was my Halo 2 days. I'm surprised I Halo didn't get brought up today, but it... I was never really that big of an Xbox kid, because the one... I even put it on my list. The one Xbox I, I bought, personally, that wasn't a Friends that I played was a 360, and within a year and a half, it got a red ring of death, and 
my PlayStation, every PlayStation I've had except for one lasted its full lifespan. And then my PlayStation 4 I had for nine straight years and never turned it off. I always put it in rest mode for nine straight years. And it survived, updated itself, lived, thrived. I bought your old PS3 when mine died and it still works. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, perfect. Halo overrated? A little bit. But Not, nostalgic. I hate. Up, I hate the, the the. I can't play it anymore. Up until like Halo Three, it was super solid. But like once there, there's a lot of them. I have heard that a couple of the new Halos have been kind of bringing it. Are back. you watching that show? I've watched the whole first season. It was terrible. I gotta say, there was okay. nothing like getting together with your friends to have a big sleepover. Back in the day, yes. With all the Xboxes, playing some rockets pizza. and swords. Yeah, Mountain Dew, <laughs> Mountain Blood Dew. Gulch. Straight rockets and swords. It's on, only uh, 3 a.m. On uh, what was the Guardian or whatever. <laughs> Playing, uh, there's like a King of the Hill kind of game. Totally. Capture the flag. Great. Super fun. Man, so yeah, this has brought out a lot of nostalgia. I thought, first off, Chris, before we sign off, thank you so much for coming by and uh, sitting down and talking video games with us i had uh, a lot of fun thank you yeah this has been an absolute blast so we'll definitely have to have you back on uh once we play some of these new games that we've been mentioning um before we sign off i wanted to give a couple honorable mentions that didn't get talked about enough tony hawk pro skater one and two uh portal two if you guys ever played Ooh, the portal, portal games, was great that was revolutionary that game was awesome and then uh a fun ps4 game that i played recently here was um Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't know if you guys. Oh yeah, that looked that great. One. That one was really, really fun. Visually, that looked really, really yeah, awesome. It was cool. It's a cool story too. Can I list my honorable mentions? Yeah, go for it. I have a little more than three, but I'm just going to list them. Morrowind for the uh, computer, Counter Strike, uh, Call of Duty Zombies. So a couple of shooters in there. Yeah. Um, Spider Man, which was on your list. Halo. Um, Enter the Matrix. Oh, oh yes. Oh, so good. Yes. So good. <laughs> the the game that I got, I because uh, I rented it from Blockbuster whenever I played it, and it always got to this certain level and would freeze and skip in the same spot because the disc was scratched, so I never got it past that oh, no. level. <laughs> but that game was so awesome. Yeah, so great. You even slow down even the one that was with uh, Jada Pinkett Smith later yep, on yep. was a good one. It wasn't as good as... Yeah, inside yeah, the yeah. Matrix, but it was still fun. Totally, yeah. That's oh, the Matrix series was. It looks so cool. The green, they caught the green yeah, perfectly. They caught it. Did you have any honor, honorable mentions to throw in there? No, it was enough just to figure out my list. To be <laughs> honest, <laughs> for real. Well, as always, uh, to our listeners, thank you guys so much for stopping by here on Known to Ramble, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Video games. And that wraps up another version of Known to Ramble. This time we were chatting about Vidya games with our good friend Chris. Uh, thanks a lot for stopping by and giving some of your wonderful knowledge about uh, all the video games out there that we loved. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at K, the number two R pod, and on Instagram at Known, the number two Ramble. Otherwise, tune in next Sunday. We'll be back. We'll be here for your listening pleasure. For Josh and Gotti, thank you.